Welcome, everybody, to the So What Now podcast. Welcome. Got a uh, got the co-host here, Victor Lapost. What's up, guys? Graduated out of college. Yes, sir. What's up, everyone? Uh, your boy Victor Lapost, aka Vic Ocean. Welcome to our podcast. This is awesome. Now, this has been the talks for how long, Vic? Since like February, huh? <laughs> we've been talking about making a podcast for like months now, so I'm excited. Yeah, this is exciting times here. Um, I graduate in about six days. Um, it's kind of funny because uh, Vic and I have been friends since I want to say 2008, 2009 now, fresh yeah. off like probably like 10 years now. Yeah, 10 years. So tell them, Vic, what you uh, what you graduate in. Yeah, I just graduated from a good old Plymouth State up in the mountains. Last 2019 nursing happened too fast. Uh, I've been an emotional wreck these past few days, but it's all love. Uh, I've been chilling these past few days, you know, now that I'm an adult. But, you know, it's all good vibes. Now, tell them, tell them a little about, um, you know, what you do as a nurse, what are the process of being a nurse, um, just for our, for anyone who doesn't know out there as to how a nurse really entails and the difficulties behind it, especially entering a four-year degree of it. Well, you know, a lot of people don't really know um, how hard nursing is until you actually go into it, but um, what a nurse basically is, you know, it's just, you go to a hospital and they're the ones who are always next to you, always helping you. Um, we're awesome people. Um, you know, I had a great group of girls and my boy Mike in my in my class. And these four years, we, we learned a lot, a lot of science, a lot of math. Um, we went to a lot of hospitals, seen a lot of things. Um, but we were able to grow and we graduated. And um, probably, hopefully in the next three weeks, I'll be able to sit down for my licensing exam. It's called the NCLEX. And then once I pass NCLEX, I'll be a registered nurse. So I'll be walking around Victor LaPost BSNRN. So it sounds nice. This is pretty awesome, um, considering (laughs) what our expectations were heading out of high school. You know, that was just four years ago around this time we were picking out what college we actually wanted to go to, submitting our entry fees, you know. It's kind of amazing as to how far we actually came along. Especially yeah, four and years it's amazing grade. how fast those four years went, too. Because um, we, we would think that high school was fast, but I feel like these four years in college just, I don't know, a blink of an eye. And Shout out to our family members. Yeah, shout out to my mom, shout out to Floor for supporting me and buying me a lot of beer. All love. <laughs> now, this is actually kind of funny because um, our expectations of college was, was very different. I'll get into like kind of what my degree was, but what was your opinion about like, you know, what college actually was right before, you know, we actually headed into high school, uh, not high school, I'm sorry, college? Honestly, I I think my expectations... They were met for the most part, but I think people 
see as college as this thing that you are forced to do or you have to do in order to be successful. But I honestly don't think just by having this degree that it makes you successful. You know, I think college for the most part is about the experience. You know, you you see the same people for the four years. You go to parties. You laugh. You cry. You get depressed. But that's really what college is. Um, I think for myself, I always wanted to go to college. Um, but I don't know. Based on those expectations, I, I don't know. When I was in high school, I do remember that – I always thought it was going to be like this amazing four years that was just going to be all happiness, but it's not, sadly. You know, the four years was a lot of hard work. I lost my hair. I'm balding. You feel me? I mean, a lot of stress, a lot of money, but now that's over, I hope it'll be worth it, but we'll see. I'm staying positive. Yeah. Um. So a little bit about what, I did for my degree it was very broad and that's what I really wanted to do because going into college I'm about to graduate from Merrimack College um, which is a townie of ours you know growing up in the Merrimack Valley everyone knows what Merrimack College is but they've grown so much in the last four years and for those who are alumni prior to those four years of actually when I entered in <clears throat> it's kind of funny because the school is completely different now we have new academic buildings, a brand new stadium. Um, it's just really amazing as to how far that school has actually become. And if you think about it, really Merrimack College was just known as a commuter school. Now a bunch of people from all over the, really the world. I've met people from New Zealand, Japan, Australia, are around the Pacific coast of the world that actually go to this small, small school 30 minutes north of Boston. Like, it's pretty amazing. And when I think to myself of me entering a degree of exercise science, formerly known as sports medicine, it's really amazing because I basically get to pick what I wanted to do. Um, whether it was personal training, physical therapy, um, it's just really a stepping stone degree. And for those who don't understand what a stepping stone degree really is, it's really, um, it's just, you're required to do more extensive education right after you finish the four years. And I said to myself, wow, do I really want a job where the compensation isn't going to fulfill what my student loans are? And I kind of diverged from the clinical route. And you can attest to this, Vic. Um, the clinical route is a, it's a mean and you have to really be dedicated to it, right? Yeah, you do. You know, when you hop into clinical, I remember my first day, you know, you're you're with patients, you're you're taking care of them, you're giving them meds, you're doing their treatments, you know. Um, you're able to really reflect on what you've learned and you can put that into practice, which is really amazing. It's essentially high level customer service, you know? Yeah. It's customer you're service. Vibes here. Of course. So I kind of diverged into the business route of it and policy aspect and, you know, the hierarchy of how hospitals and clinics are actually managed. And I've always been a test to um, taking classes such as public health, 
global public health, health behavior and promotion. Thankful to take all those classes because it really made me realize that the clinical route really wasn't for me. Um, It's a great route. I recommend it for anyone who's passionate about it. But for me, I just don't think that um, it was fit for me, what I really wanted to do. And for me, I always wanted to bring awareness to a community, you know, as opposed to, you know, all the treatment that's out there because our doctors and nurses have enough on their plate, you know, trying to reduce that by prevention would just help just a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts on that might be. See, um, this is kind of going off of what you're saying, but I think that really is a best part that highlights college is that when you saw that you really didn't want the clinical aspect, but you still had the time to change. So I think that's one part that um, future college students should think about and embrace is that it's okay if you go into school not knowing what you want to pursue because one day you'll find out what you're passionate for and you'll be able to do that. Um, So I was able to really um, jump into the clinical aspect of it and really see that, okay, I was all right with with nursing and I'm going to pursue it and continue it. But I did have previous um, classmates that they really didn't like the clinical part and they changed majors. So there's really um, no shame in changing majors because you're doing it for yourself. So it's one part that you should keep in your heart is that whatever you're doing in college for your major, um, you can always change it. And even though if it will take you a little more work or another year, keep pursuing what you're passionate for. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Um, Because really, I see a bunch of people do that. And I was always, I was kind of on that afraid side, because I always had the pressure from my parents to, you got to know what you want to do at age 18, 19. But I don't blame them because they don't really know any better. They don't really have a college education. Uh, Most of my family really doesn't. And they don't really know how college is nowadays. They they only really have a small sample size of what they know college was 20, 25 years ago. And it's going to be the same thing for us. Uh, 20 to 25, 30 years from now when we have kids applying for college, it could be completely different now as to how everything is so specialized, you know? Yeah, and I think that's one part that society is embracing more is that you don't have to go to college to be successful. You see countless of people who dropped out of school or, or they're business owners and they don't have a degree and they're still successful. So really going to college or, or going to trade school or just doing whatever you want to do is what you should do. Because at the end of the day, it's your life and you have to be happy. Exactly. And really, if you're not, putting yourself first it's not a it's not a self it's not really a selfish act um putting yourself first and making sure you're happy first is really the the key takeaway especially when you're pursuing a career or anything you do in life really you have to be happy first and then the rest will kind of tail along its way you know yeah of course i just really love the aspect of what college brings um it's that whole networking aspect that I really enjoyed. 
and especially I'm going to continue to do it so because I'm going to grad school, remaining at Merrimack College for another year in the health and wellness management program. I'm actually on the fence about it, health and wellness management. I'm also considering healthcare analytics, a new booming little thing that's going on in healthcare right now, basically analyzing all this healthcare data and making the best evidence-based practice to actually have more better patient outcomes. I thought that was really interesting as to how that's really booming right now, such as digital health. But um, when you really think about it, it really comes down to people you know, especially, you know, sending in that resume, sending in blindly. You don't really know who this person in HR is going to see. And it's really knowing and networking out there that a lot of kids don't even know prior to even college or even the real life when they get out of high school. Yeah, networking is crucial because so many jobs in our world, for some reason, require experience right out of school. And that's really impossible. But when you network and you're able to or get your foot into that into that place that uh, you want to work into, um, that'll help. Like, for example, I would love to work in Boston, um, but I really don't have too many connections. Um, But for example, one of my close friends, she's in the nursing program, too. Her name's Delaney. Um, She has one of her aunts that works in a in a huge Boston uh, hospital in Boston. And hopefully she'll be able to help me and get me into there. Um, so really, once you know people or get your foot into the door, that really is such a big part of getting that first job right out of school. Because so many grads um, leave school and then they end up not using their degree because they can't find jobs because they require experience, which is so hard. Yeah, especially networking really does help out. Um, My brothers are a complete attest to that. They just knew people and got their foot into the door and took the opportunity. And you really can't shy away from an opportunity. I think that's what a lot of people do because they don't know what they really want. But just building any type of work experience shows that you have a drive to actually work and actually satisfy not just, you know, like yourself, but putting yourself out there to learn new skills because really jobs out there really want problem solvers, right? So people who can think on their own um, and not really, you know, kind of hold your hand along the process, you know? Yeah, of course. Like for myself, I did one of my, uh, my last clinical in a hospital in New Hampshire. Um, and I was there for two months. And after that, they did offer me a job. So I'm, I'm happy for that. You see, you really did showcase your skills as to what you really brought to the table from your four years of being a nurse. Well, starting to be a nurse. And I believe that hospital saw that and they said, wow, we can't lose this kid. This work ethic is too much. And I think a lot of people are starting to take work ethic a little bit more than grades nowadays, especially Um, because you can have a 4.0, listen, and if you're not personable, you're not getting anywhere, man. (laughs) Oh, of course. the life of the situation. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was reading a book um, about, um, I was in a class, a business class, surprisingly. It was a gen ed about how to be more employable. 
and one part of the class was how employers really are looking for honesty, even as corny as it sounds, a well-rounded employee. You know, they want someone who can be a leader. They want someone who can be a follower. They want the go-getters, um, just a person who will make that company better. So just like how you said before, you can have a 4.0, be the smartest person. But if you're an asshole, they won't want you. That's why, you know, you have to be um, relaxed. Um, you have to be charismatic. And somehow you have to post that in your resume that, you know, you're going to benefit that company. And hopefully you'll get that interview. And in that interview, they'll see how awesome you are. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I believe that if you are enough in terms of bringing skills to the table, such as a being bilingual or saying that you're CPR certified, AED certified, like companies like, like that stuff. You know, it's just small skills that can apply to a bigger picture. Yeah, because companies, they want to see that you're just more than just a college student. You know, they want to know you for who you are. And you can't blame them for that. No, absolutely not. Because you don't have experience coming out of four years. And you tell yourself, and a lot of people get down on themselves just like me. That's how I was for a little while the past month until I really decided I want to go back to grad school or just continue my education in general. And there's really no point in being down yourself because eventually one door is going to open and the other one wasn't really meant to be. That door is going to close for you. And I don't know, that's a little bit on the hierarchy and spiritual side of it. But I just think that you really need to know not what you want, but just go out there and go get it. Yeah. And that's the big thing. You have to find the motivation because you're going to have the hard times where you feel like crap and, and you don't know where you're at in your life, but you have to dig deep and find that. Oh, yeah. Um, I had a good professor uh, this past semester. He was probably the best over my four years. He goes by the name of Dr. Firmante. And he just had a lot of life quotes that really resonated with me and stuck with me. And I think they will stick with me for a very long time. He he has two major quotes that I loved. And the main one was the heart of the human problem is the problem of the human heart. And never underestimate your influence to make a change in the world. And even the smallest of changes in terms of your influence can help change a company, can help change a person, can help change a family member or just the future of how society actually works because it's it's the thinkers of today are going to resonate what's going to happen in the future yeah and i actually really like that because in order to to really be a person you have to love another person if that makes any sense yeah because we live in in a world that's so that's so dark and and negative for the most part that we're losing who we are as people you know it's like we're losing the human touch to everything and i feel like that's really sad but hopefully you know our class 
you know, people in our schools will be able to be those those tomorrow changers and make great change into the world. Yeah, and you see it really in people who are highly moral. You know, um, I'm not just saying this because, you know, I like certain politicians like AOC, for those who don't know who that is, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's just a good moral person. And I think that, I don't know, that's just for me speaking, but that's what really motivates other individuals, just being a good person, you know, not being hateful, not inciting drama, not inciting gossip. It's just those are like the rule of thumbs that you just don't do. And just being a good leader and being a good person, people see that and they want to follow that. Not only do they want to follow that, they want to embody it. Oh, big time. And when people can embody that, that's when change happens. But someone has to be the catalyst to that change. Someone has to take that risk. And once they make that risk, that's when the world can be a better place. Yeah, and you really think about that, just like, you know, what all the African-Americans did in the 1950s and 60s and dating back to, you know, just the slavery of um, abolition of slavery. Um, You know, it just those little changes and just making a sacrifice for your own self for the betterment of society is, like you said, you need that catalyst. And you see it nowadays, too, man. Um, Just when we were in high school, we saw the Ferguson, we saw the Trayvon Martin, we saw all the crazy stuff that's happening, not just in the United States, but you know, it happens all around the world, but we don't know what happens in the United States because driven. And that's another problem with media as well. Yeah, I know. We're influenced so much by by social media, our phones, the news, that we're not able to really educate ourselves on what's really happening in the world because we're being forced to to see these random things that are happening without actually researching up the info, looking up the numbers, and actually analyzing what's wrong and what's right. Oh, absolutely. It's um, it's actually pretty insane, if you think about it. <clears throat> Excuse me, but we need change, hopefully, very, very soon. <laughs> Especially yeah, in this a lot world. Of people, um, a lot of people are scared of change, which is respectable, because, you know, change, in order to change, that takes a lot of, uh, a lot out of a person but if you're able to actually embrace it and see what the change is going to do you might actually like what's happening oh yeah um especially with um when you think about change um what what do you really see in that Vic? um a lot of people have a lot of definitions of change what's really your definition on that i think my definition of change is once you get compliant with something and you do that same thing for a set period of time and that's your go-to, let's say corny. Your favorite drink is a mango dragon fruit refresher from Starbucks. And you're, and one of your friends gets a very berry refresher. I'm compliant with my mango drink. And I'm never going to change to the very berry. But maybe one day I'm like, you know what? I'm over it. Let me see what this change has. 
and I and I end up changing, and I enjoy the other drink. That would be my corny explanation of what changes, in layman's terms. <laughs> in layman's terms, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, um, I feel like a lot of people have a lot of different definitions of certain words these days, and I feel like you know that's what causes a lot of confusion in this world, just misinterpretation of certain words that others don't believe are the meaning of that word. And they say, Oh, that's my meaning, but that's what humans are though. We adapt. And even if you change, like you say like that, just adapting, learning that person's perspective and their personal views and accepting what it is without intruding into what they actually have to say. Oh, of course, of course. Cause sometimes we're stubborn and we don't want to listen to the other side of things, but we have to because you need to find that happy medium between good and bad, kind of like yin and yang. I hear you, man. I hear you. Um, just like we're going to be facing change because I just graduated from school. You're graduating in five days and things are going to change. You know, me and my, my roommates, you know, we were cleaning up the apartment when we were moving out. And, you know, it's a surreal feeling of, you know, knowing that we're not coming back here next year. You know, um, I for sure was a lot more emotional than what I thought I was going to be. Um, but I think that's a good thing. My close roommate to Pat, he was saying that, hey, guys, change isn't a bad thing. You know, we've worked this hard. We've learned so much that this is a change that we have to do, you know, for the better of ourselves. And even though we did get sad and we're going to miss each other, it's not a goodbye to see you later. And I think that's the best aspect of change is that you'll be able to grow from it. I love that. That was, that was well said. I just want to thank all of you guys for joining. If you join, this could possibly be, one of many first episodes of So What Now. And we just really appreciate you guys joining in. And we look forward to you guys listening again. Thanks, Vic. Thank you, Vega. <laughs> Till next time, brother. Till next time, brother.